What's up, everybody? Thank you for listening to The Digest. Back after a uh, quite long hiatus, but here we are with episode 34. And the double feature we have in store for y'all this week is Smile 2022 horror uh, uh, extravaganza blockbuster sensation uh, paired with the 2002 classic The Ring. Uh, fans of the show may uh, remember that we did have uh, Ringu on a previous episode, paired with uh, uh, Juwan, the Grudge, also known as Grudju. Um, but we're pairing uh, Gore Verbinski's classic with Smile. So thank you for joining us. Let me introduce my co-hosts, Travis. Welcome to the show. Hello, Matthew. And Paris. Welcome. Hi, I'm here. So, Paris, I understand you have uh, some sort of surprise in store for us. What's this all about? Yes, I do. And for the listeners, uh, this Matt and Travis do not know about this. I did this completely on my own. <laughs> so, um, during our last episode, which I'm sure neither of you remember because this was many moons ago since we're back from our hiatus, um, Matt said, and I quote, I think this may be our worst reviewed movie ever. <laughs> or episode ever talking about when we did uh our last episode sorry guys uh our last episode 645 and happy death day mm-hmm. now i am nothing if not a stubborn dummy that wants to always prove matt wrong so i did some stats and i went through and I got every single rating that we did on every single episode for every single movie, averaged that out, looked at what uh, Letterboxd did, and then took that and made it like I got the raw data for that and then also made it to a 0.5 scale. I also made our averages to a 0.5 scale, like so it can only be a half star or a full star because Letterboxd will be like 3.1, so that would be a three. Mm -hmm. Um, And I compiled all that data only to find out that Matt was correct. (laughs) (laughs) That, um, well, in in that 645, that episode was not necessarily our worst episode because I, I didn't get to translate the data by that but yes yeah, so 645 was our worst rated movie we at, had an average of a rating of one star one star uh, i mean that, i gave it a 1.5 <laughs> matt gave it a 0.5 travis you gave it a one our next cl- more closely rated ones was um ichi the killer with a 1.5 and uh hold on one second let me find we had another 1.5 or no i'm sorry not ichi the killer that actually was not on it i was you want scratch that from the record you're trying to i did want it to be but it was not (laughs) our uh next two tied for a second at 1.5 was thanks killing and beyond the black rainbow oh okay that makes sense you don't have to bring my movie into this (laughs) (laughs) listen all three of us had one in the bottom three panos did nothing to you 
And I'm not, I, th- these are just, the, these are just the numbers speaking for themselves. So yeah, so each of these we chose, like, so Matt chose Thanksgiving, um, Travis chose Beyond the Black Rainbow, I chose 645. So I think what we're learning from the data is that we've all had our ones where everyone else was like, no. And we were like, no, kind of also. So yeah, if you guys want any more fun facts data, if you want to ask me any questions now, I can... Do it with if you the need data I have. to not, run the numbers in the future yeah like do you guys have any like quick questions well um, what would have been the the highest yeah. consensus rating okay let's That's see the obvious i didn't follow-up. actually look at that because i was like real focused on the baddies okay so the highest rated would be an average of five stars wow so three five they, we have three of just, those oh okay very cool it follows yeah. yeah. Let the right one in. Yeah. And oh, perfect yeah. blue. Yeah. It's two, two or two of those are mine. So yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> All right. Settle down. Settle down. Um, and then also, if we want to look at like our letter letterboxed compared to how we rated, um, the highest, the lowest, uh, or let's see, excuse me, the highest one that letterboxed uh, averaged out was um, Ichi. No, that's not right. Hold on. I was about to say E.G. the Killer, and I was like, I don't think that's correct. <laughs> uh, some of my letterbox data isn't complete, so let me give you one quick second here. At 4.5, it's perfect blue, which is in our top five, so that makes sense. And that being, that's what exactly? The highest rated movie, like that movie of all the movies we've done has the highest average rating, rating on letterbox. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Highest average rating, yeah. Also makes sense. Very cool. Well, maybe we can sprinkle yeah. in some uh, some more uh, data tidbits as we move through the show. Yeah. What, are, what, what did you just like put this all into an Excel spreadsheet or like what are you? I have with? a Google Doc I can share with y'all. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I'll share it right now. I appreciated um, yeah. that, Paris. Thank you very much. You're yeah, it welcome. feels nice to be validated. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I didn't love that, but I really, really was trying real hard to be like, well, maybe if I like move some numbers around, <laughs> but no, it's, 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 there's no, we, we have pretty straightforward statistics, you know, it's just the three of us. So, um, right. two more things I did want to touch on before we move on from this. Um, Matt had only not rated one movie that we covered mm-hmm. and that was once bitten. Travis and I rated all of them. So I had to go back and listen to the episode <laughs> to figure out what Matt's rating was. Um, Because I could have asked him, but I didn't want to give it away. And then uh, something funny is that our average individually across the board is 3.5. So each of us, total average is 3.5 for each individual. So obviously for the whole show as well, which I feel like is pretty good. That's actually pretty interesting. So like you average all of our ratings for these movies and all three of us average out to 3.5 is what you're saying? Yes. So all um, all 64 movies that we've covered prior to this episode um, average out for a star rating of 3.5 individually right, so. and as a group. That's Which I just... thought it was kind of wild that individually we all got 3.5 too. Like that seems crazy that that would happen. But yeah. That's why the show is podcast magic, right? Now, do you remember what I gave once bitten so that I can log it? Because I must have just uh, slipped that uh, one. Yes, because I'm looking at the sheet right now. Um, you gave it a three. Hell yeah, that sounds uh, correct. 
Wait, honestly, this looking back shit, at some I of these, this yes, three stars. I gave it a three point five. I was like, I, this is so embarrassing for mm-hmm. all of us. What did I, I give forgotten it? Forgotten we even watched it. Two point five. Hell yeah. Some of these I'd forgotten we watched. Some of them I was like, wow, this was not as good as I rated it. Or like, oh, I remember this being better. So this is just like the ratings at the time we watched it, of course. Right. So interesting. See, that's why you can't always trust your initial rating. Some things grow. Agreed. Some things shrink. It's fluid. <laughs> it's all fluid, especially in that essentially we average out mostly positive. So very cool. Well, thank you to our uh, statistician, resident statistician, <laughs> Paris. That was huge. Um, Thanks. All right. Anything else before we move into the double feature? Oh, I do have a theme for this double feature. Oh, hell yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. A different theme? No, no, no. Just like the like clever like title we give it. Yeah, I thought you already had one. Did I? What was it? I don't think uh, I did. I rarely it do. It was pass it on. <laughs> oh, I have a better one. Okay, great. Oh, yeah. Slay it forward. <laughs> pretty good, right? It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's pretty good. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that's huge. <laughs> All right. Well, the first uh, film in our Slay It Forward double feature is going to be The Ring. So we're going to start there. Um, So The Ring's 2002 film, you probably have heard of it. It's the horror sensation that uh, dominated pop culture for several years. Uh, It's directed by Gore Verbinski. Plot synopsis. It sounded like just another urban legend. A videotape filled with nightmares. This is too fucking long. All right, everybody knows what The Ring is. I'm not reading this. Uh, so it stars Naomi Watts, Martin Henderson, David Dorfman, and uh, Brian. Dorf- Matt, are you really not going to read the synopsis? <laughs> it's way too. Goober. It's way too long. I'm not reading that. <laughs> Just read the first sentence. I did. Oh my God. I Matt, could- come up with your own. <laughs> yeah, quit relying on IMDb, you dumb. That's dumb. true. Uh, <laughs> Naomi Watts watches scary videotape. Girl with black hair goes blah, and then uh, people die. That's the synopsis. That was perfect. I like it. <laughs> Well, so this was uh, Travis's pick. Um, Travis, is there anything more you want to say about uh, why you chose these two films? Well, the main reason why I picked them was um, uh, on the slim chance that Smile would make my top 10 of the year. So I wanted to get that in before we did our episode. And um, then we took three months off from this and that didn't happen. And then, yeah, Ring seemed like a somewhat obvious pairing, especially since we already covered it follows that was the main reason watch but also real quick uh it had been about 20 years or so since i'd seen the ring i think i saw it on dvd shortly after it came out on video and that was the only time yeah, I had actually never seen The Ring until much later in life. I don't remember exactly when I watched it, but it was it was way later. It was one that I came to as an adult. Interesting. I saw it as a kid. Seems like one you would seek out immediately. I don't just know. Just given how the it, hype. I know. Well, I mean, I was 11 when it came out. So I like I remember it being a thing, but I don't know. I don't know how I missed it. It's not like I didn't watch horror movies. Um very cool. So, well, what I was going to say is that uh, definitely watching, I guess we talk about more when we do Smile, but watching Smile, I was like, yeah, it's definitely, uh, 
it follows vibes for sure but <laughs> we had already watched um what did we pair with it follows i don't even remember at this point because that was one of our <clears throat> earlier episodes i think shivers ah yes okay that makes sense so funny funny little side story um i had a friend over last night and she loves to watch scary movies so we were trying to find one to watch and she was like oh i've been wanting to watch smile and i was like ah, i already watched that like for the pod and she was like yeah i heard it was like it follows for a wide audience and i was like that is a great way to describe it yeah that is a great way to describe it but anyway let's let's talk about the ring uh, is there anybody who wants to go first any volunteers if not i can go first uh, go for it, Matt. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, I was not a big fan of The Ring, I gotta say. Uh, it's not... Really? N- I didn't find it scary at all. And, like, the scene that everybody remembers from The Ring, and we talked about this when we talked about Ringu, is the scene at the end when she crawls out of the TV, right? So the whole time I was watching The Ring, I was like, okay, well, this is well-directed and well-acted, but I don't really find myself invested in the mystery. I'm not finding that there's much suspense. So this final scene must be killer. It's like there's got to be a reason why it blew up. And I don't I don't know what it was about it, but it just maybe because it's just so overplayed at this point because it was such a sensation. But like I felt nothing watching the final scene and I, I felt something watching Ringu but this one I just I don't know I was very like disinterested the whole way through admittedly it looks better than Ringu just because of Gore Verbinski's direction and the budget Big but time. I was not I was not vibing with this like like at all I would even go on to say that it's like maybe not a good movie so let's uh, I'll start it there <laughs> I would like to go next yeah Because I have lots of thoughts and feelings about that scene in particular. Um, But just starting off, I have never seen this movie. I don't know how I missed it in, you know, the zeitgeist. Um, It was, you know, that and The Grudge were like the big two when I was like, you know, watching a lot of scary movies. It was actually much more well done than I was expecting. Like the acting was pretty good. you know, it, it was, it was, it looked good for, especially for being a movie that's like literally 20 years old, 20 mm-hmm. plus years old. Like it, it, I, I was pleasantly surprised with a lot of that, but I think that there were some things like that scene where she crawls out of the TV. Like I texted, I text, told a friend I was watching it and he was like, oh yeah, let me know when you get to the apartment scene. And I was like, oh, okay. And it's at the very end. Yeah. So I texted him and I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, that was completely ruined for me by, like, scary movie and every single other time that's been parodied or done like that or whatever. Like, and I also knew that that was coming at some point. I Like, actually, when they watched the movie and, and it didn't happen early on, I was like, did I make that up? Or was that just, like, a joke that she comes out of the TV? And, like, that wasn't actually a thing? But I... It, it didn't hit for me that part specifically, which I think is supposed to be like this crazy moment did not hit for me at all. It almost seems silly. And I think it's because like the first time I ever saw that was scary movie two. I want to say three scary movie, three, three scary movie, three, when she crawls out and starts like crumping or something, whatever that was at the time. 
Is that oh, what she starts doing? When she when she like fully is out and she does like the dance move or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember the name of the dance move, but yeah. It's so just to piggyback on that, that's something I brought up to Travis when we were uh waiting for you to join the call, Paris. Like a we lot all of the same thought watching. <laughs> it was just like all of all of the iconic moments from the ring are parodied in Scary Movie Three. So like as soon as they started, all I could think about was the scene from Scary Movie. Which, yeah. as you all know, is uh, in my top 100 films of all time. So Yeah, you're stupid, though. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I just, I, it's, it's hard to fault the movie for that, right? Because who knows how I would have reacted to it when yes. I was a kid. But watching it now, I just, I felt a lot of nothing. <clears throat> I mean, it's even got my girl Naomi Watts, and I still was just, like, not invested in, in the story. Um, she was good, though. I mean, she's never not good, dog. The Watts we're talking about. Um, but what about you, Travis? What was your reaction? Uh, I'm kind of in the same boat as you guys. I um, I obviously remembered certain images of this, but it's been so long that it was pretty much a first time watch. And yeah, it just seems like it has aged poorly for whatever reason. Um, <clears throat> I'm, yeah, I'm not that into this type of horror movie where it's like a supernatural element set in the real world. Um, I mean, there's probably examples that I do really like, but I don't know. It was just hard for me to buy into this. And like you guys said, some of those scenes are just like so iconic and so like overplayed that they just didn't really have an effect watching it now. So I don't, yeah, I don't really feel like it's fair to the movie completely because I do think at one point, you know, if you saw this in a theater, 20 years ago with like a crowd, it probably would have been pretty effective. Um, one of the initial thoughts I had while watching it was, uh, are we in the matrix? <laughs> this movie is very green. <laughs> okay. Yes. No, it felt like it had the twilight, <laughs> twilight filter on blue it. Filter? Yes. Yeah. Like Travis, have you seen any, like the first twilight movie? Uh, yes, I have. Okay. So you know how everything's like real washed out and blue. Mm hmm. And it also takes place in the Pacific Northwest. And I was like, is this just what they think Seattle looks like? Because, like, I'm looking out my window now and, yeah, it's gray, but it's, like, very bright and white because it's so overcast. Like, it's not blue-green at all. It is cool how much of this is set and filmed in Washington, but it's kind of hard to tell. I was having a hard time. Like, there weren't any there was nothing in particular that i could point to and say like oh yeah that's definitely washington i mean was it filmed in washington or was it like vancouver do you know i looked on imdb and there's a lot of locations in and around seattle there is and then like yeah. um you know some more like foresty areas i think like deception pass is one of them one of but the yeah locations. i think it was filmed entirely in washington right for the most part there's a couple scenes i think in oregon and la but Okay, yeah. I wasn't sure because so often when a, when a movie is set in the Pacific Northwest, it's it's actually even if it's set in the Seattle area, it's usually filmed in Vancouver because <clears throat> it's cheaper to oh, right. yeah. to film there. Um, That's the unfortunate, though. I wish there were more film shot in Seattle. Let's do it. Yeah, they just they need to change their. Uh, they need to make it more friendly for a uh, uh, more tax production breaks. crews. Yeah, or whatever whatever it is. Yeah, I know it's typically a tax thing, but. Um, so I, 
Mm. How do I phrase this? So I think it struck me how much the icon, like the, the scary stuff, like the iconic stuff is just kind of a translation from the original Japanese film. The stuff that like deviates the most from the original film is like the mystery stuff and how it plays out and just kind of the sequencing that was the stuff I found the least interesting. So I think it really made me appreciate. There's the way too one. much of that. I, I got so bored by like just the investigation of it all. Like I just lost interest after a while. Same. I'm going to yeah. strong disagree there with y'all. I love a good investigation. Love a good like detective type thriller. And I know we've had this come up in movies before where you're like, I feel like you two are not into that. Like there was a, one of the Jalo films, I think deep red, where I was like, I loved the what's coming next and the go to a different location and trying to figure out the mystery and pouring over files. Like, I love that shit. And it sounds like you guys are like not into that type of horror where they're like gradually uncovering a mystery. I mean, The Wailing mm. is that. And we love Zodiac. Oh, yeah. Zodiac is incredible. And uh, Prisoners. I like, I, I, I guess. Are either of those horror? No, they're more thriller esque, right? So yeah, maybe the 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 horror element is what throws me off. Well, it's also just like even like when you boil down the mystery in this film, it like doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So it's like for me, when you're dealing with like real like the supernatural element is what makes it a little less interesting. Ringu, I thought, did the mystery stuff better i think the plot is just so silly that like i couldn't get invested in the mystery because it's like none of it actually makes any sense it's not actually trying to explain like how she came to you know possess the tape and like there is technically so apparently in a deleted scene um it talks about how um, because like when they struggled having kids so much, like they kept talking about like all the miscarriages um, that the mother had, um, that they like went away and they talk about that. And then they came back with a girl and they said she was adopted. So in a deleted scene, um, she gave birth to the baby, but they had like been doing some kind she'd been like researching into like witchcraft or maybe like had done some kind of occult stuff so that she could have a child finally. And that's why, her daughter was like fucking crazy demonic or whatever. Oh, see that would fill in a lot of the blanks about like, it would make it less silly. Not that that's not silly, like witchcraft so that you can, become but at least it would have like, like okay, baby. that makes sense. Right. <clears throat> exactly. So like, I like a good mystery. It was just, I couldn't find myself getting attached to this mystery. Cause a lot of it was just like, visual clues like the part where she like goes to that place to like examine the tape and like stretches the image and sees the lighthouse and then she just like goes to the library and the first book she opens about lighthouses just like has the lighthouse you know what i mean like 
the 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 way the Matt wanted a good followed. thirty minutes at the library. I need yeah. I don't know. We need a library that. montage. Do you, want, do you want to watch her going through, and the librarian's like, "Well, I started the Dewey Decimal System for many years, and like we don't. Why do we need? Yeah, like of course it's the first book. What do you? No, we about? need a we need a Rocky esque montage. We need we need twenty <laughs> minutes of her not finding anything, just combing over book after book after book, and then when she's reached the point of giving up, the random the janitor comes in and he's like oh oh that lighthouse I, I used to go there when i was a little kid you know like and then that'd be huge and then she that would have that actually nah, that would be so much worse <laughs> no but no, that, that would have been better stuff like that does kind come of come on a montage from gore verbinski <laughs> no i mean i love a good montage but i mean like that the janitor comes up and go ah, i remember that lighthouse like that's so much worse he would have made a pop though gore would have made a pop oh yeah so question for you guys i have a couple so I, it sounds like I actually liked this a lot more because I think part of it is sitting on it for a week or two. And I watched actually, it this morning. <laughs> okay, perfect. So, but it actually kind of freaked me out. Like, not while I was watching it. I didn't have a ton of scares. Like, there was a couple creepy moments where I was like, eh, like, it's fine. But immediately after, I turned it off and I was like, I was watching it alone in the dark. Um, because I remembered what Matt had said about Skin Marink, and I was like, okay, fine, I'll watch it appropriately, whatever, dumb. Um, <laughs> and, and I got real creeped out, and I had to watch something like Happy Go Lucky after, and then when I went to bed, I closed my eyes, and I felt like there was long hair running over me. Like, I got real, real, real creeped out, and was like, kind of having some spooky times for a few nights like i don't know <clears throat> what it was but something about maybe it was like kind of the iconic imagery of it because i've seen it so much and finally had that and then i kind of i don't know i kind of had that feeling of like well now i'm gonna die like I, it was so weird i got some, i got kind of freaked out by it what did you watch uh that was happy go lucky uh community i'm like rewatching yeah. it for the millionth time nice I thought maybe you watched uh, Happy Go Lucky. Yeah, uh, the, <laughs> me too. The film with um, uh, Sally Hawkins. Isn't she in that? Yep, she's yep. yeah, she's the lead. Huge. That was a huge pull. Um, yeah, I wish I, f I I was kind of expecting to feel that way. Like I thought there was going to be a little bit more oomph to the scares, but. I mean, the closest I got to being freaked out was that scene when she fell into the well and she like grabbed the hair. Oh but my it, god! It ended yes, up not being scary so though. Like I was gross. expecting. Samara Are you guys grossed to, like, out by uh, hair like that? Like uh, no, not I'm not. Like in the yes, yes. Chelsea yes. is though. Like even her own yes. like hair in the drain disgusts her. <laughs> yeah, no, that's hair in the drain is nasty. I do everything I can not to touch it. Like just. Hair, I don't like, mind. Like, ugh, yeah, I don't hair in that water, that. like, ugh. I told you guys, like, when I was laying down and I got freaked out, it felt like hair was over me. That specifically was what I was thinking of, like, like that big, just like long hair. Like, ugh, God, I'm getting grossed out just thinking about it. Well, there's a scene where she pulls it. That out was of her pretty mouth cool. Too. The POV. Which POV? Pull, pulling the, the hair out of her mouth. It's not a that hair. It's a it's a brain sensor thing. Yeah, it looks like a heart. Yeah, some sort of like yeah. scanner. It's the monitors that were in the the Monitor, box right. that the dad had. Right. But it looked like right. hair when she right. was pulling it out, though. Yeah. It looked like hair at first. Yeah, it was super gross. Yeah. There was a little thing on the end of that. You're right. 
<laughs> but that scene, going back to that scene in the well, I was like starting to get creeped out because I was like expecting right, her man, to like going back to the well rise up. <laughs> I was expecting her to like rise up in like the background or something, which I mean maybe would have been the more cliche like route to go, but. I think it would have been more effective because that scene ultimately doesn't culminate in anything creepy happening. Like she's like appears as like a, you know, with all of her flesh still on her body and then it like withers away and then she's holding like the skeleton or whatever. But Well, because that's the turn, right? That's when you think, great, it's all done. And that actually was the part I'm dumb because I, rem- I remember that from the first movie where that wasn't actually the turn. But in this one, I was like, Oh, man, that was the point where I was like, I guess that movie crawling out of scene was just in Scary Movie and not in this, actually. <laughs> Since it hasn't <laughs> happened yet and we're done. <laughs> that one line towards the end of the movie, though, between both of them, uh, Naomi Watts and Homeboy, when uh, he's like, yeah, you should call me sometime, um, but not when you're renting a movie or renting a video. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> yeah, a little So cringe. bad. Also, the reveal that he's the kid's dad. Plot twist. <laughs> why? Why did? Why does he call her Rachel? Does that ever explain like the dynamic? I wrote it down. Have? He also. I was getting huge Dark Knight vibes during this movie. <laughs> Rachel. Yes. Rachel. <laughs> Rachel. So he also is like laying out her clothes for her, walking to school by himself. I think he's supposed to. I think the movie is supposed to imply that maybe he is neurodivergent in some way. It doesn't say like exactly what the deal is, but I think that that's the implication. And also at the end when she's like, you know, sometimes kids are just a little weird and that's okay. And like, whatever. But Samara actually isn't just a little weird. She's like a demon child and her kids just like a little like unusual or whatever. Um, but yeah, I kind of felt like he that was what the movie was implying with all of his uh, unusual behavior. Yeah, the, the kid... I also feel like she is a bad mom, maybe. Well, yeah, I mean, she's she's clearly they set her character up to be like completely focused on work and like she's kind of not negligent, but not not a very loving mother. So she has an arc for sure. But I thought it was a little cringe. At the end of the movie, when the son's like, "Why did you help her? She's just she's gonna <laughs> keep killing. Why did you do that?" And I was just like, "I that don't know." That one I was confused by. Like, why does why he know that? He... Well, because she because Samara was communicating with him. She was. Yeah. What? What do you mean? Yeah, that's how he knew. She was like, she doesn't like to be in the barn. Like all that stuff. Like Samara was communicating with him. Oh right, but why? Why? Because he had also watched the video. Right. But why Why him? <clears throat> I assumed him because he may be because being neurodivergent made him a little more like able to receive her message or maybe because he, he was also a kid. They didn't really explain that. But what I don't understand is when he was like, no, you let her out. Like you never this this dumb, dumb little kid. You never said anything like. When she was like, um, you know, what do you mean she's in the barn? Like, she's going to be cold and you're there. And he never said, like, she's evil. Right. Like, what? Here's all the information you <laughs> need to help her, but don't help her. You should not right. help her. But here's everything right. you need to like, do. It, like, it almost felt like they were, they changed the ending or so. You know what I mean? Like, it felt 
totally out of place. I well, feel like. you don't really get a lot of closure. Like I, they did make a sequel and it is a direct sequel. So I think they probably knew that they had like something big on their hands. So they like intentionally kind of left it open or at least altered the, the Japanese one is left very open as well. Kind of. I mean, the endings are similar in that the implication is that she's going to spread oh, the, the thing. The original director right. of Ringu directed The Ring 2. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, Damn. huge. I know it's supposed to be really bad. I do know that much. But Naomi Watts did come back for it, as did the kid, mm-hmm. pretty sure. So I kind of want to watch ever it see, as a curiosity. Uh, yeah, it's, I think it's on HBO. Did you guys ever see Rings from uh, like 2016, oh, 2017? No. That remake? Not remake. Wh- whatever that was. No, I never saw it. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Like a reimagining? I don't. <laughs> it wasn't like a sequel? Like a later sequel? I don't think so. The plot is similar to the first one. But yeah, I don't so know the what scariest, the time is. The scariest yeah. scene for me was the horse scene on the ferry. Um, it started stupid. Like, why are you petting a strange horse, you dumb bitch? Like, I did not understand that at all. Mm-hmm. But when, like, the horse freaks out and all that, like, and then drowns and then comes up in the blood, like, oh, that whole, that whole sequence from start to finish. It was stressful, but not Freaked scary. me out. I, I just, the, <laughs> it, you're, you're right. It was more of a tension thing. But just the tension and that it ended and it didn't end like everything's fine. It ended in in such a brutal (laughs) way. And like it was so unsettling that 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 was probably my favorite. I say favorite. I didn't, you know, enjoy it at the time. But I think that was probably the most effective sequence for me for sure. I did feel bad for the horse big time. See, I hate horses, so I was kind of happy when Jesus. it ended in a bloodbath. Matt, are you? Fu- are you? You're joking. You're joking. No, I fucking hate horses, dude. Are you kidding? They me? are Why did a horse like specimens. eat your family? What? The horses are. Dude, we don't eat them anymore. We moved past horses. They can. Wow. We're done. We're done with horses. They're too big and scary, but not in like a. Okay, so you're scary scared way. of horses. Yes. What and I hate them. Well, yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, they're just is like it from muscle. this scene? <laughs> no, I didn't see this movie when I was a kid. I just they're, they're big. I don't, don't want to be. I don't want to be around them. I just don't want to take a. I don't want to end up like Christopher Reeves or like just get my fucking head popped off by a Jesus. by a hoof. Like I'm not. I don't fuck with horses. Matt, stop. Yeah, but. <laughs> But you don't have to dislike them. Just keep your distance. Uh, it's, I, I don't, I'm not a neutral guy. You know, I have to have a stance <laughs> <laughs> right. one way or the other. <laughs> so not a horse guy. Um, yeah, one I didn't like thing, the way that scene played out. Uh, you guys have already mentioned it, but I do think this is one of the better looking horror films from that era, like the 90s, 2000s era. Yeah. I mean, the bar is very low, but it True. definitely from that era, it's. One of, if not the best. <clears throat> but yeah, looking. I guess if you consider its company, it's probably the top. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, rough. That, those well, I feel like that's probably also why it was such a huge, like it was the highest grossing horror movie at the time until uh, the remake of It came out in 2016. Wow. So that was what, 14 years later? <clears throat> yeah. 
Well, I'm kind of surprised. I don't know about you guys, but I'm kind of surprised, like, in retrospect, that this movie blew up the way it did. I mean, maybe it was just, like, maybe there was, like, a big marketing push behind it. But, like, it's a pretty slow movie, at least for, like, a mainstream audience. There's not a ton of scares. There's really not jump scares. Like, it was, like, I'm kind of surprised that it blew up the way that it did and became such a, like, a cultural milestone. There, so there was a big marketing push for it from what I read. Um, for a while, they about a month before the movie, or no, not a month, a month before they started showing trailers for a movie, they would just show the like tape on commercials and in previews for movies and Viral didn't marketing. say what the movie was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that was huge at that time, right? Blair Witch was what, like, oh, late yeah. 90s. You know, this I was think, a few yeah. years later. Yeah. So, like, that was huge. And I think it's just because I think that the market was so saturated with ones that weren't well done that the fact that this is so... Yeah, maybe there's not a ton of jump scares, but there are jump scares, and it's just well done and maybe and but not in an indie way where it's not connected with people i don't know yeah that's definitely yeah yeah it's elevated in like a hollywood way did did anyone else feel like the tape itself was also not as good as the one in ringu the tape was giving me uh david lynch short film vibes (laughs) (laughs) okay i the tape was fine except the part where uh the bugs or whatever turned into people that really freaked me out that was i loved that very much gave uh what's that the name of that um famous piece of art that's like all the ladies together to make a skull like salvador dolly did don't know there's two ladies that make a skull but of one of his paintings but i don't know about a bunch of them it's not a painting. It's like a photograph. Mm. Anyway, I'll find it and sure. send it to you guys. But anyway, it reminded me of that, like, very, like, just sort of, like, like Dante's Inferno-esque, where everyone's writhing around in, like, hell or whatever. Yeah, that was pretty cool. It was almost like, yeah, I mean, it, it almost looked like static on a TV, but people. Yeah, but there was that moment where that is what it looks like, and then you realize that it's, like, people writhing around. It's like ants, but it's... Human. Like ants, yeah, but I love bodies. that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Shout out to the movie Ants, <laughs> starring Woody Allen, everyone's favorite, totally not canceled shh, individual. Shh, shh, Matt, why would you do that to me? <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else we want to say about the ring before we move on? I think we covered most of it. Paris, one else? small thing. Yeah. Uh, that I did want to ask you guys. Um, why the fuck does everyone sit so fucking close to the TV? Like, haven't y'all ever heard that thing? Like, you're not supposed to sit to the TV. It'll hurt your eyes. Like, literally every single person, even the guy when he's in his apartment, like, doesn't go sit back on their couch or their chair or anything. They're just, like, less than a foot from the TV. And, like, nobody watches TV like that. What? You're speaking to the wrong audience because me and Travis, I'm sure, spent a lot of time that close to TVs because oh, we yeah. played video games. So you're tied. <laughs> the controller length was like two feet back in the day. So you had to sit very close to the TV. So that did not strike me as weird at all. Maybe in the year 2002, everyone just sat really close to the TV. 
that's we we did we were all there maybe i forgot <laughs> it does come across as weird, ahead though. of its time <laughs> screen life is killing us all yep all right anything else before we get started Anx? nope very nice all right well let's drop stars uh it's gonna be a 2.5 for me paris so it's a 3.5 for me, um, and that is including a half-star bump for Naomi Watts. <clears throat> That's huge. I will split the diff and throw it a bone. I'm giving it three stars, mainly for the way it looks. Yeah. That's a huge factor. <laughs> I was originally going to go with a three, but then I, I saw my original rating for Ringu, and I was like, man, I like Ringu like more in pretty See, much every I, way. I like this more than Ringu, and I gave Ringu a three. Me too. So. Interesting. Well, you know what? I I'm actually just, like uh, this a lot more than Ringu, but I remember, Matt, you liked Ringu a lot more than Travis and I did, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I think I should have given Ringu less stars <laughs> in <laughs> retrospect. Probably me too. You just got to get that. Re- we got to get the Ringu rewatch in to truly appreciate it now that you've seen the ring. <laughs> the Ringu I think watch. I'd rather watch <laughs> the ring too. Ring watch. <laughs> ring watch. Ring watch. Um, I did actually forget to say I had a little trivia thing. Um, mm. The tree with like the fiery red leaves featured in the movie is a Japanese maple, <clears> and <throat> the fruit of this tree is known as a samara. Oh. All of the shots of the trees were great. The time-lapse shots, huge. Yes, that was pretty Sick. cool. That's the gore touch. <clears throat> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Needed those. Well, <laughs> so you keep talking about him like he's this crazy, amazing director. Didn't he do like... Pirates of the Caribbean and mm-hmm. a bunch of other dumb things. Uh, excuse you, Pirates of the Caribbean uh, rules, at least the first one. Yes, the other ones are I'm, bad because from a direction standpoint, yes, okay, yeah, totally. But like, but he is—he's he a visual a of... artist. Okay, gotcha. I'll give you that. And Rango, Rango's huge. He Rango is that. huge. I Rango is awesome. Rango. No shade to Rango. Rango's fucking rules. Like that's amazing. But he also did that newer Johnny Depp one where he plays the Lone Ranger. Tonto Lone Ranger. Yep. I we need to get a cure for wellness in here somehow in one of our double yes. features because I have never seen it and I know me it neither. Was not, I always wanted to. I when saw the it and didn't came like out it. A million years ago, it was not really well received. But that movie, no, I don't think like, anyone liked it. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got we got to find a way to work that in here. Cool. All right. Well, that was a cure for wellness. Um, I have the perfect pairing for cure for wellness. That was not a cure for wellness. <laughs> 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 Well, uh, we'll have to still have to save it for the next one. Um, okay, do we want to move right into smile, or do we need to take a break or anything? I'm good. Uh, I'm gonna get a quick refill, but we can keep it rolling. Um, let's take a quick break. I could take a potty break real quick. All right. So uh, we'll reconvene. Just uh, piss yourself like I do, Matt. Oh, that's that's a good point. <laughs> All right, well, never mind. <laughs> no, we will be right back. All right, we are back. And moving into part two of our double feature, we're going to be talking about Smile, 2022 release. Um, This is a film directed by Parker Finn, starring Sozie Bacon, Kyle Gallner, Caitlin Stacey, and Cal Penn. 
Plot synopsis, after witnessing a bizarre, traumatic incident involving a patient, Dr. Rose Cotter starts experiencing frightening occurrences that she can't explain. As an overwhelming terror begins taking over her life, Rose must confront her troubling past in order to survive and escape her horrifying new reality. Uh, Who would like to go first? I'll go first this time. Let's hear it. All right, so I am somewhat mixed on Smile. Uh, I liked elements of it. I thought it looked pretty good overall. There's some cool shots and like the the flowy camera at times was uh, cool to look at. And some of the set designs I liked, like the uh, the pink hospital was a nice touch. Mm-hmm. But uh, it does feel a little familiar to other movies, and maybe it just was a little too late. Um, and then, uh, one of the main gripes I have would be just that I feel like it's a little, a little too obvious or wears like what it's trying to say on its sleeve a little too much. Like just could have been a little more subtle with what it was getting at, but I do like the, the mood of it. And there are some cool sequences, like some good scary images and, um, for like a, I guess you could call it mainstream horror film. It was uh, it was decent, but it does have its issues. Mm-hmm. That's a good place to start. Uh, Paris, you want to piggyback off of that, or you want me to go? I can go. Um, I struggled with this movie. Um, I think that I had seen the trailers so many times that a couple of the scares especially in the beginning had already been ruined for me and so i think that some of that element of it some of the shock element of it didn't quite work for me um i think that also this movie did itself a disservice in my eyes by trying to pander to a wide audience and i think i'm in the minority with that because it did gross over 200 million more than its budget so like i think people liked it a lot but i think that was kind of it made part that of much money problem mm-hmm. yeah they made a show wow. yeah yeah That's and i mean crazy. everyone i know was talking about it, even people that don't like horror movies like it was very they had a good buzz going i think and i don't know i just it was I that just viral found marketing it, <laughs> there was a lot well, of marketing i mean yeah we can sure. talk about that because i've got some some stuff on that too there was a lot of that for this as well talk about vile marketing i guess we're still doing that 20 plus years later but um <laughs> yeah no i just i just felt it was it was the acting wasn't great if i'm being honest and i it felt so much like it follows but not interesting to me and i love it follows it's in my top 50 of all time we rated on the podcast i don't need to talk about it but i just was essentially kind of bored is maybe the best way to say it Hmm. well so i i was never bored and i do think the movie starts really strong like i think the movie has a strong personality but only in fits and starts like 
the intro sequence where we have like the first like encounter with the patient where she like slits her throat and like the title screen and the music that, that plays there is really good. Like it, it made mm-hmm. a strong impression. I was like, oh, is this actually going to be really good? But then like so much of the rest of the movie is just like very formulaic. There's it gets little, into ring territory where we just spend the whole time investigating. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't necessarily have a problem with like that component of it. It was more so just the mystery didn't go anywhere interesting, and it's one of those I can't remember. I for, I didn't take notes on this one, so I can't. Maybe specifics will come to me, but there were several moments, particularly towards the last like third of the movie, where I was just like how does this make sense why don't they just do this like there was one particular moment where the main character reaches a point god i can't remember what it was it'll probably come to me but in that moment i was like okay well just kill yourself like (laughs) there was so many times no 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 i literally i have a note here that i was i've been trying to i was trying to decipher my notes because peek behind the curtain it's been five weeks since i watched this um i was like don't be selfish just kill yourself Mm -hmm. like if you know, if you know for sure that you're about to die and it's going to get passed along, kill yourself. Like, I, I don't, and I, and, and I hate saying that, but it, <laughs> it feels like the obvious answer. Yes. You know? I had the exact same reaction. And I did remember one, one of the specifics that bothered me. It was when she, she came up, her plan was to just like go somewhere where nobody can find her. And she mm-hmm. chooses to go to a fucking property that is in her family's name, you know, and that she previously mentioned in the movie. Like, as soon as she went there, I was like, before she even went there, I was like, oh, she's going to go to that fucking house that she mentioned 45 minutes ago, isn't she? And then she does. And I was like, OK, well, someone's just going to come find her. Sure enough, someone came and found her. And it was like that was the climax of the movie was how that sequence played out. And I was just like. There was too much of that where it just played out so predictably and like, like I said, there were, there are moments where it was like neat and cool and like brutal. Like there were some moments that were like jarringly violent and I was like, okay, you don't see this super often in like a, you know, a big, not, not big budget, but like a, a movie with like a ton of marketing behind it. Oh yeah. And I just, I don't know. Like it was a movie I kept wanting to like and it just never really got there for me i will say the practical effects were sick like some of the way that they do the body horror in this is really really good and especially during the climactic scene when the monster reveals itself and like eats her like all of that was like i wanted more of that i was like where was this the whole movie like that was one of the coolest scenes and and i just felt like and i guess like pretty much all of the effects were practical as much as they could possibly do which is really cool but like it just didn't pay off in any way yeah practical effects were cool i was not a huge fan of like you called it the monster like the the final form that the creature takes it was a little I don't know. Like there were several moments where it just felt like it was ripping off. It follows particularly like the tall man in it follows where he just like, yes. Mm-hmm. When it was using, the tall yeah. version of her mom. Yeah. Using that felt like it or follows. Even like, uh, it even looked kind of like um, the thing in Gerald's game. 
There's a thing in Gerald's game? Yeah, the boogeyman or whatever. Oh, that she sees. Come right. On, Matt. You love that movie. I forgot. All I remember is the hand sleeping. That movie thing. sucks. We can't talk about <laughs> it. No, Gerald's game rules. I can't. I love it that does movie. not rule. Well, it's good. Is that is that okay? It's good? No. It's, is that acceptable to You say? could say barely passable. I'll accept that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I gave that movie like four It technically stars. was a movie. Yes, it does exist. So the other scene uh, while we're talking about It Follows that seemed like a direct rip from It Follows was at the hospital when she looks out the window and there's the person just like in the distance that mm, appears classic. to be staring. It felt like it felt like it ripped so much off from It Follows. Like I didn't understand. I was like, did someone just watch It Follows and then go, I could make this, but like worse. But trauma. <laughs> yeah. It follows but trauma. Yeah. Well, and that was the other interesting thing where she was like, I watched my parent die when they were young and that tra- traumatized me. And then the other person watched their parent die. And so it had to already have happened to people that have experienced this trauma. And I thought that's an interesting thing. Are we exploring that? No, not even a little bit, not even at all. Yeah. Well, the movie wasn't really actually interested in like doing anything interesting with exploring that character's trauma was what did you guys think of the reveal that she could have done it's not an implication yeah that she basically decided to not take any action like that was one unexpected wrinkle but it didn't ultimately pay off but then is it guilt or is it why do we care yeah like (laughs) that's what i was like that that is interesting in a in a character way but at that point in the movie i was like why do we care right and then she has like a whole thing like an emotional scene where she like explains the way she felt in that moment and she was scared of her mother so it's like it it would be different if like it was like condemning her action but it it has that reveal only to like justify it and i, well, I do and think it would justified. be different it would be different if this monster was only attacking her and that's why and it's like a manifestation of her guilt or if it was a manifestation of other people's guilt and that was the connection otherwise it literally doesn't matter like that doesn't change anything it's not really that interesting like it it felt like the movie wanted you to be like wow that's crazy and i was just like okay like what are we doing here with that like nothing yeah I did like the the security footage scene, though. The guy, like, slit cutting his throat with the garden shears. I thought that was executed pretty well. It was, like, at, scary. At the gas station? But, yeah, at the that gas station. That was, that was well done, for sure. Well directed, for sure. There were moments where I was like, okay, this is cool. I can be into it. But then so much of it was just, like, so formulaic. and the, uh, the birthday party sequence? I saw it coming from a mile away. Oof, as oof, soon as she brought a oof. present, I was like, oh, fuck, there's a fucking dead cat in there. <laughs> the thing that I hated about that scene was that they made like a point to like show the cat's tag t- to show that it was yeah, mustache. I was, oh, like, I obviously, know. it's like, fucking... I forgot about that. <laughs> and that's what I mean. Like, I feel like this movie is playing to the lowest common denominator. Like, it's not, it's not trying to be interesting. It's just like a wide audience appeal to be like, do you get it? Do you get it? It was her cat that's missing. I'm not sure you got it. Look at the tag. It's it's mustache, which is also such a fucking millennial hipster name for a cat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a little cringe. But to be (laughs) fair, the movie did make two hundred million dollars. And like that blows my mind. Two hundred million like two hundred million dollars in profit than its budget profit. Yeah. Well, Well, like in the in the like pandemic 
era too. Like that just seems like a lot of money. Yeah. It was like, I don't, I'd have to look at what the top five was last year, but it was like fucking Top Gun, Maverick, Avatar, whatever Marvel bullshit there was. And then smile was like, those, those were the highest grossing movies last year. Um, and to your point, Paris, about how it being made for the lowest common denominator, like, this movie has like a three star average on Letterboxd. Not to point to Letterboxd as like, you know, like the metric to end all metrics, but it's like that's uh, people who are more into films generally are going to be use actively using Letterboxd. The people who went and saw Smile and love Smile are the people who see two movies a year. You know what I mean? So it's like it definitely appeals to a mass audience and the mass audience responded to it you know there were so many people talking about how awesome smile is you gotta go see smile and usually when i hear normies talk about how good movies are i'm like okay i'm gonna avoid that one yeah i'm not gonna go see it yeah (laughs) that's kind of what smile was what the top 10 movies of 2022 and by the way it was not in there um really but yeah so the top that's written fake news (laughs) (laughs) well this is also you know going by you know in the u.s so i domestic yeah so it's domestic only which the smile number was not that was global so that's you know take it with grains of salt but yeah it's like other than the two marvel movies that of course i saw i didn't see eh, well and the batman yeah it was like the marvel movies and then a bunch of other crap like it's just it, it it's it's right up there with yeah exactly what what your what your family would all go see it's the horror movie that your family would all go see which i feel like the ring was that too but if we're like thinking about the two together the ring was just so much more well done so i so better I, also, I don't think the ring is that much better i mean i, I would... know i i liked it a lot more than you guys did but i really didn't like smile like i'm trying to give it the benefit of the doubt because it had mm. some cool interesting stuff but ring was a little formulaic and also came out in 2002 this movie just came out and was like every single other movie before it was in there like it had no new thoughts yeah i mean not to play my cards too early but like i'm gonna give smile a higher rating than the ring but it feels weird to say it's a better movie than The Ring. I was just less bored, and I did find it effective. Scary it, movie didn't ruin it for you, right? There, there has until <laughs> Scary Movie Six comes out and they uh, parody Smile. Uh, <laughs> um, but I did just want to add a little bit of context to like the box office conversation we were just having. So I, I, I pulled up the list too, and just to provide a little context. Uh, all of the movies that are in the top 11 are all sequels or comic book movies. The highest quote unquote original film was Elvis. Besides that, it was Nope and then Smile. So Smile was number 16 overall, but every movie above it is either so I would like a to sequel say it's all, or an No, original. no, no. It's all sequels and the Batman <laughs> That's literally it. I just looked like it's all sequels in the Batman in the top ten. But yeah. I mean, how many Batman movies have we seen? And how that's big of I mean. an icon like, is? That's what Elvis? I mean. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't count that as an original. I just Matt said it's all sequels or comic book movies, and I want to be clear. No, no, nine of the ten are sequels. Like, wild. Right. Wow. But for an original property, it was 
basically the highest grossing except for nope <laughs> and elvis but even elvis is like a biopic i don't about think elvis, elvis feels like elvis feels like batman it kind of like, doesn't is count. it really original yeah right right so um okay smile what else we got not much to be honest you'll think do you think there'll be a sequel oh for sure oh there has to be there's no way they don't make a sequel it doesn't. I can't even remember how this fucking movie ends. Does it leave it open for a sequel? How does Smile end? I mean, yeah. Doesn't it end with her, like infecting her? Yeah, she boyfriend passes or whatever? it on to. Yeah. Homie. To homie. Oh, right. Because the whole thing is that she has to murder somebody, right? Isn't that the thing? She I does mean? kill herself, at the end. She does to pass it on to him. Oh my. God, how do I not? Is that where she lights herself on fire? Mm-hmm. Oh, right. He breaks down the door only to see her on file with a smile. I do kind of like how dark and wild it goes for a mainstream movie. I know that's like a qualifier for it, but... <laughs> yes. No, I agree. I, I agree with that 100%. There were moments where I was like, Jesus. Like, I don't usually have that kind of reaction for a movie like this. But like, yeah, when, like, the like the body face rip the- part... Oof. Yeah, that, that was, was pretty cool. good. Yeah, <laughs> the, the dream where like the then, skin is peeling off. Yeah, mm-hmm. fucking a. That was yeah, pretty and then good. like the the double jaw creature looking thing at the end. That was awesome. I loved that. It sounds like Matt didn't though. Uh that was you're talking about where it's like the skinless creature like crawling yep. into the jaw. Of, I did not like that. I just feel like that's an image that we've seen so much. Like a person with an abnormally stretched this, jaw and like a this creature. This guy came like, for a barbarian, but smile. Oh God, it's oh, been done. Yeah. Barbarian's huge. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even compare the two. Barbarian is uh, an all-timer. No, I'm well, exaggerating. I mean, but. yes, we have seen that like in Beetlejuice when they open their mouths really wide like that. But I don't know. It just that that was the one of the few highlights of the movie for me. Also, can we just say, you know, Mrs. Kevin Bacon's daughter? I have you seen? Have y'all seen her in other things? Yeah. I was not a huge Mayor fan of her. Okay, okay. Yeah. I was not a huge fan of her acting choices. See, I feel like she's she gives the only decent performance in the whole movie. I feel like it's kind of the movie. The bar is so low, not. though, that I don't think that's yeah. Much. Given given like the mood and like genre, I think it works, but it is a little maybe over the top or a little much. She's sometimes. she's chewing on some scenery for sure. Yeah, I thought she was. You know, I, I'm not going to say it's like an amazing performance, but I had no issues with it. It's pretty much she's not her people. dad, but like right. Come on, <laughs> she's just another nepo baby that can sort of kind of act. It's fine. She hasn't been in a ton yet, but she probably will. Because she was in um she was in Thirteen Reasons Why, and never seen it. Smile was kind of the thing that blew her up. Now she's doing fucking commercials with her. But dad. she wasn't Mary Town, right? She was the she was the mom. The mom, yeah, yeah. yeah. She was good in that. You know, mm-hmm. I, I didn't have any issues with her performance in that. I mean, her character so was we... kind of one note in that, but it was it, yeah a it little bit. But I, she's you know yeah great show. That's a great show. So we talked about some of the viral marketing earlier, but I wanted to give some specifics. Um, A couple of days before the uh, September release date, 
Actors from the film showed up at various baseball games, sitting behind home plate, dead still and smiling while staring into the cameras that were yeah. recording the games, <laughs> unmoving despite fans and like and baseball fans in the audience like being concerned. And they were wearing smile shirts. Um, and then there was, was actors one from the that, movie. No, yes, a- paid actors. small. No, oh, it was okay. small actors from the movie. Oh, I thought but it was not just like the main stars. No, 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 no. Like like people who were in it, but not oh, like I didn't the know main that part. Not like Mrs. Kevin Bacon. Um, <laughs> and then another one was in the background of the Today Show. Like in the crowd. Yeah, so you know on the Today Show how they have like all those people that stand outside the the studio and they're like With holding the signs their signs and stuff. And stuff. Yeah. yeah, so uh, there was another person who was just like standing dead, still smiling into the cameras. Um, on the Today Show for more viral marketing. One important thing that we haven't really talked about is how effective did we find the smile stuff? I feel like I only like one or two of the smiles like actually creep me out. The first one I think is the best. Like that encounter, yeah, is by far the best one. Yeah, but that one was ruined by like that's in all of the marketing materials and all of the trailers. That's the, like, the trailer set stuff. piece, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's literally like the poster. <laughs> the way it's, it plays, the way it plays in the scene, though, I think is is effective. Like it's it's different. The way it's edited in the trailer is it doesn't play exactly the same way. But like some of the other ones, like their um her um therapist, the therapist. I, yeah, I was like, oh god, like find someone with a better creepy smile like <laughs> so the other thing is all of those were real like none of them were digitally altered to be bigger or creepier whatever right, so those right. were all the people doing their creepy smiles and i think that's why some of them just like weren't effective <laughs> yeah which is kind of a bummer like your movie's fucking called smile like it's not like they're asking much from the actors like cast people with creepy smiles like get fucking bill skarsgård in there or something like someone who can do a creepy smile Ooh, bill would have done a great creepy smile. oh he's the best at it um but it would have been a little jarring if he was just like you know some rando who fucking (laughs) just like in the background of a scene smiling (laughs) basically an extra (laughs) yeah just because he's like he's like a uh like a hand model but for smiles he just like does creepy smiles in commercials and movies and stuff if the if the whole hollywood thing doesn't pan out I think he can have a career as a smile. Were you saying guy. he's a hand model for smiles referencing uh, <laughs> Zoolander? <laughs> <laughs> he has to wear like a little fishbowl around his face yeah. to, to smile. <sighs> All right. Anything else on smile? Tapped on smile. Yeah. You too, Paris? Yeah. Fuck that movie. <laughs> All right. Well, let's drop stars. <laughs> um... I it was trending strong the first like thirty minutes or so, and by the end of it, I was like, eh, uh, three stars. You know, I did like it. I I enjoyed it overall, but too generic to go more than three. This thing's got a three star ceiling for sure. I'm right there with you, Matthew. Three stars, and it is the ceiling. Yep. <laughs> I'm at a two point five. I almost talked myself down to a two just talking about it with y'all, but I think it's it's also I watched it a bit ago, and I I've, I've it's not the worst movie ever. It's just bad. It's totally. <laughs> it's, it's not bad. I, it's not unwatchable. I, I I did think it was bad. I did not like it really. It's serviceable. 
<laughs> Arguably. I mean, my friend last night when we were going to watch it, and I said I already had, I was like, eh, I didn't really like it. So right. she's still going to watch it. So, you know, good for her. But like, I was like, yeah. Was, you weren't trying to fan. watch it again. No, I was like, absolutely <laughs> not. We're not going to watch that. Listen, just send her the spreadsheet. All right. Give her the stats. I mean, we're the definitive uh, horror yeah, where influencers does, out there. Where does smile fall in the <laughs> <laughs> Paris <laughs> crunch the numbers? Uh, hit enter on the on the Excel spreadsheet. Where yeah. um, can you just yeah hit refresh? <laughs> <laughs> no, it would be it would be a three star average because three three two point five. You would round up. Yeah, right? it would be a three. Maybe I believe. Three. Yeah. I'll let you know in a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's gonna do it for uh, this week's show. Um, Paris, Travis knows what the next picks are, but you do not because uh, you joined the call a little later. You excited to hear about what the next movies are? It's huge. I'm excited. So there is not a better time. Frankly, it's probably the only time that uh, I can do this. So we've talked about it. It came up in oh, conversation. No. Um, Matt. We're going to pair the best scary movie film, Scary Movie 3, with the other film, Besides the ring that Matt. is heavily parodied, and that is Signs. We're going to do Signs and Scary Movie 3. And my theme is uh, I opened up my eyes and saw Signs and Scary Movie 3. That's the theme of the uh, of the episode. It's going to be huge. And I'm going to um, have to watch uh, Scary Movie 2 because we watched Scary Movie... One, one not too long ago did. I you just can't about you just that. can't go without seeing the second one honestly i, I used to love one. scary movie too but it is the most different i think it's because uh, it's also a haunted house thing it's the worst of the, of the i mean three. that's what people say but i two love it. of the yeah, three two. yeah two is the worst one. yes two is two is most people say it's the worst but here's the thing I would disagree with them and say three is the worst. Here's the thing. I can't You're fucking wrong, my guy. <laughs> three is one of the funniest movies ever made. We already know what <laughs> angle Matt's coming. Yeah, Matt, from. we know you are like jacking off to this movie every night so you can like r- reach your climax. But like some of us have minds and some of us have brain cells <laughs> and not all of us love scary movie three. Listen, you say that you're going to be fucking dying watching this thing. I can't wait. I mean, there I is at least one all timer line slash scene. It's nothing but all timers <laughs> in scary movie three. Dude. <laughs> all I remember about scary movie three is when, uh, Leslie Nielsen pees out of his hand. Yeah. No, he doesn't do that. <laughs> oh no, he the does do that. Do the aliens yeah, do it. Yeah, but he does he it. At does the it. End. Well, yeah, it's, so silly it's such a silly movie i can't wait um Can you see the theme one more time uh yeah i opened up my eyes and saw signs and scary movie three i opened up my eyes and, and saw the signs yeah, as of right now okay. they are both streaming on hbo yes that was the next part so both of them available on hbo max so easily uh viewable so if you follow along with the show get your watches in now it's going to be a fun convo. I've been dying for a Signs rewatch. That's a movie I saw. I've seen Signs probably 10 to 15 times in my life, but it was all when I was a kid. Been a long time. But in, I've low-key been it was dying for like a, an M. Night Sham long-term marathon. Well, like you'll especially have to, of his early stuff. You'll have to subscribe to the Patreon for our Shyamalan uh, retrospective episode. 
It's going to be huge. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's just going to be me. There's no, Matt and Travis are not going to be there. <laughs> um but anyway that's gonna do it for this episode so stay tuned for the next one should be a fun one uh shout out to kurt for producing the theme song for this show thank you kurt that's gonna do it thank you everybody for listening stay spooky stay scared and slay it forward